Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 68. And today we're talking about manifesting a life of abundance. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another Monday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thanks so much for joining me here again. I am super happy to be hanging out here in your earbuds today. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the show, welcome to our tribe, and welcome to what is going to be a fantastic episode today. I really, really loved recording this episode and chatting with our featured guest today. Uh, but before we do, I hope you all had a fantastic Easter break and spent it with family or friends or doing whatever it is that you wanted to be doing, whether it was taking some time out or getting some work done and uh, eating all the yummy Easter goodies that are available. I ate way too many hot cross buns and Easter eggs, but that's what we're meant to do, right? Yummy, yummy Easter food. Anyway, today's featured guest is Elizabeth Pearson, and she's a speaker, a success coach, and she's the author of the book that is coming out quite soon, Manifesting Through the Mess. She's a money mindset expert specializing in helping women entrepreneurs and executives increase their income by at least an additional six figures within a year. She's passionate about helping women get unstuck, about uncovering limiting beliefs and energetic blocks. And she helps her clients get promotions, large salary raises, uh, tapping into their true passions. And you're going to be hearing all about this today. I absolutely loved this conversation that I had with Elizabeth. We absolutely nerded out talking abundance and manifestation and all the great things that are available to us in our lives and the things that we can all tap into. So enough from me, let's jump straight into today's interview. The Thought Leaders Business Lab. Elizabeth, I am so excited to what we're about to delve into today. Me too. Thanks so much for having me on, Sam. I'm excited. Cool. We're going to talk a lot about your story, where you came from and what you're doing now. What I'm really excited is that we're going to talk a lot about manifestation, yeah. which I think is really cool because this we're not going to be coming from 
the position, I guess, of sitting under a tree and just like allowing the universe <laughs> to flow to us. You know, we're going to be talking about how you've used this and how you've used the action that sits alongside it, which I often find is a missing piece, to build a really successful, you build a six-figure business very, very quickly. Yeah. So I'm really excited to delve into that. But before we start, why don't you share a little bit about who it is that you work with at the moment and the kinds of things that you help your clients with? Yeah, I would love to. So the people that I most exclusively kind of work with are working moms or just women who are in pretty high level demanding jobs. And they feel like some part of their life is lacking. And they come to me and they say, I feel stuck. So I'm sure that you've had people come to you from that place. And when somebody comes to me, I feel like they're in a very vulnerable spot, right? And a lot of times they've gotten to this point where they feel powerless over what's next. And so they've finally gotten so fed up with being there and feeling stuck that they have an awareness now that they can't do it on their own necessarily. They really need somebody to come in and sort of hold their hand and walk through this dark forest of uncertainty that they now find themselves in. Mm -hmm. So I specifically was drawn to work with women because I'm sure like you, I love making women feel empowered and inspiring them to change their life, no matter what stage of that life they're in, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I have two young daughters. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I really let obligation or perceived obligation make all of my career choices for me. So I loved working for startups, right? Because I, I had this burning to own my own business. And that was kind of a way I could be close to that energy. But then those businesses, you know, were built up and they got bought by bigger businesses. For example, Vitamin Water was bought by Coca-Cola. And so then I worked for Coca-Cola for a couple of years. And it was wonderful. They're, they're great organizations. But for me, I didn't really feel like I could fly there. You know, I felt like I didn't have the freedom that I always craved and the pride of being an entrepreneur. I always really looked up to people who had enough courage to step out of those comfort zones and work for themselves. So the way that this kind of came about was I had been raising these two young girls and it was you know, not, I wasn't unhappy. That's the thing. I think a lot of people think they have to wait until they're really miserable or they're kind of hitting rock bottom. I was good. I was making multiple six figures. I have the house. I have the really supportive, handsome husband, the two daughters. Everything looks perfect, right? But yeah. on the inside, I wasn't unhappy, but I was just like, is this it? Is This is it for this life? I don't think so. I think that I meant for more. And so we, you know, we could talk about it later, but we manifested radical change into our lives. And I felt like if I was going to be able to help other women, I had to walk the walk. So I had to walk away from that perceived security with the big corporation to fulfill my dream of being my own boss. So I really connect with women who are still in that spot. Maybe they don't have an entrepreneurial dream, but they do feel a little bit of restlessness wherever they are. And there's I really feel that that's your soul kind of nudging you out of your comfort zone. You need to take action. You need to move in some direction. So I just help them get clarity on where they want to go. And then we start the process of getting them there. And with four months, five months in, they've usually changed their lives totally dramatically and they're different people. So it's fabulous. It's totally rewarding. 
it's so rewarding. It's so fulfilling to be able to walk alongside people and help them with their journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to touch on what you were talking about in a little while about walking the walk. But before we do, you said something about as mums, we have these obligations. Mm -hmm. And then you said we have these perceived obligations. Now, I love this because... This is something that it's a journey that I've also been on when you suddenly realize they actually are perceived obligations. Right. I'd love you to take us through that time where you, you did realize all of a sudden, hang on yeah. a minute, I'm creating a story around this. Was there a specific moment? Was it a gradual thing? It was gradual for me. And they are these wonderful little excuses, right? <laughs> right? That keep us safe. <laughs> oh, we can blame them for everything. And, yeah. you know, it's not a shot at my mom, but I remember growing up and her saying, I could have done this if, you know, mm-hmm. not if I mm-hmm. wasn't around, but she had me young and my sister young as well. And, and I know that she felt that. And I know that she wished that she could have really chased those wild dreams. So mm-hmm. when I caught myself doing it, with my youngest, Delilah, it was like the little voice in my head saying, oh, God, here, you're just like, you're just like mom, right? Uses <laughs> Really? Yeah. You're going to say yeah. at this day and age that they're going to be the thing to tether you down, which is so unfair to put on them because they're not. And so I started really looking at myself and examining what these excuses were that I was telling myself that were completely wrong and false. And my journey started, like I said, after Delilah was born, I started going to some wellness retreats and one fabulous one here in the States in Arizona. Miraval is amazing. And I went like seven times. I became one of those self-help junkies, right? Where Uh I started uh devouring the books and I really started to tap back into who I was before I was a mother. And the Elizabeth that was 22 and wide-eyed and ready to take on the world was completely being ignored. She wasn't even on the list anymore because I had made everybody else a priority but me. But then one day, I mean, it really did kind of click because I'm telling my daughters, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And I'm meaning it. But I'm looking at myself and I'm saying... Yeah, I'm such a hypocrite, though, because I'm saying they can do it, but I'm showing them that they can't. I'm showing them that they need to work in these big, safe companies and that money is more important than fulfilling, you know, what I perceive as my destiny. So it was gradual. But then at one point when they started kind of looking at me side eyed, when I would say you can be anything you want. Then it was like I knew my time had run out. Using them as an excuse would be something that they would grow up and probably, you know, I don't want to say resent me for, but they would be able to see through my lies. They were the person I was blaming this on. So at that moment, it was like, okay, well, we got to make a decision. There's one way you can go or another. And now it's so wonderful because it's come full circle to the point now where they see me doing this and you know they're at home and they're like oh what are you going to do I'm like oh I'm going to be on this wonderful I had to explain what a podcast was you know all these podcasts that I do and and speaking engagements and when I'm coaching sometimes they'll kind of peek in and they see it you know they see me taking care of myself they see me meditating they see me exercising and following my dreams and my hope is that from them seeing it they will be empowered to do it for themselves. 
just because we're not saying it per se, by doing it, we're actually teaching them so much more. They're going to learn by osmosis of what's happening around them. 100%. So the, the walk, the talk you, you talked about, we need mm-hmm. to do this so that we can, I believe that we need to walk the talk so that we can empathize with our clients so much better. And I often say that our clients are really us, but, you know, mm-hmm. three, six, 12 months ago, sometimes even longer ago. So can you share with us the story of how you left corporate and how you manifested a very, very big move and what that yes. has done for your business and for your family? Yes, I would love to. I I started kind of evolving within my career. So I worked in a certain area, food and beverage, and then I went to health and beauty because I thought, well, maybe that will be more in tune with me. And I've always been big on working with women, empowering women. So I worked at this wonderfully women-run, women-run, women-owned skincare company in Canada, loved it. I was inching closer, but still not taking the leap into Mm -hmm. coaching all time. I was doing some clients on the side, getting great results for them. But at the same time, when, you know, you have the comfort of that nice paycheck, it was really hard. And the thing was, the main thing was like, I tell people to watch out for the well-meaning family and friends, right? Mm -hmm. The family and friends that know you in a certain box and they like you there. They like knowing you as this person. And when you start to evolve or take risks or come out of your comfort zone, sometimes they can be concerned, you know? Because it pushes their buttons, right? It shines the light on them. Exactly. (laughs) 100%. And so I was feeling that about, I I think I lost probably 90% of my girlfriends, Samantha. And it was really hard for me because I am a girl's girl. I do, you know, happy hour every weekend with them, like we're tight. And so when they started to fall away, I thought, wow, maybe I'm really making a big mistake. Like maybe me wanting more is selfish. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was kind of like I was being ungrateful, like for the good enough life I had because they had drunk husbands or they had worse jobs. But Mm -hmm. When I still kept sitting with myself, knowing that my standards over the years had been lowered, right, Mm -hmm. from when I graduated and when I had these big dreams, and it was time to raise those back up, that was what triggered this wonderful move from frigid Chicago, when I love everybody in the Midwest in my states, to Southern California, where I'm looking out at the ocean behind my, my webcam here, and My husband and I were sitting on the couch one night, kids playing, you know, it's freezing. I'm sure you're not familiar with that in Australia. (laughs) You know, we are blessed here with warm weather, that's for sure. Yeah, there's like 12 inches of snow and they're climbing the walls from being inside all day. Mm. And we just looked at each other and I said, there's got, there's got to be a better way. I can't live like this for the rest of my life. But by many other people's terms, it would be totally fine, right? So we said, we started kind of thinking of places that would be cool to live. And we started listing out some warm weather places. And California was just this, it was a pipe dream. It was like, well, that would be great, but we could never get there. In this point in time, the move alone was going to cost a couple hundred thousand dollars. Like we'd have Mm -hmm. to sell, we'd have to move our kids. Our friends and family were literally our neighbors. My best friend lived next door. And we thought, can we really do this? Can we rip these grandkids away from the grandparents? All of this stuff. There were so many reasons not to do it. Yes. But we put it out there that if the universe 
wanted us to be in California, it would send away. And no joke, two months later, my husband works for a small batch whiskey company. It was bought by a larger company. And he came home and he said, they're moving people to California. And I said, okay, we have to go for it. And the job that he was interviewing for was a stretch, right? And there were 12 other people that were shoe-ins, right? Mm -hmm. And we prepared, like to your point, you don't just sit there and think good thoughts. We took massive action to make sure that this was going to happen. And I started packing the house up. You know, yeah, yeah. people are looking at me like you're crazy. And I'm like, this is happening. It's yeah. happening with this company or without it. But the train has left the station in my brain. We're going. Yes. And then it happened. Right. And we got it and they moved us out here. And then it's the immediate fear. Right. The wave mm-hmm. of resistance mm-hmm. comes. This was a huge mistake. You know, like I always joke that I'm the one that pushed us out of the nest, but he's the one that taught us to fly before we hit the ground because I was overwhelmed, selling a house, buying a house, kids, everything, everything you can think of, right? It was just tough. And I really let that paralyze me for a while. But then, then when I started to get a little bit comfort, comfortable here, I saw how people think out here, right? Everybody was a little bit more tapped into spirituality, at least the people I was with. And there were dreamers out here. And it was like my tribe, right? I was like, this is where I fit in is wonderful California. So then it was time for the next thing, right? It was time to level up again. And it was like, yep. I can't do this job. And I was hauling from Los Angeles to New York every other week for work wow. to see my accounts there. And, um, and my, my company was in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is literally the, other, the other side. Completely um, the other side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were grueling trips there. And yeah. so I said, you know what? This is the time. The universe is telling me we can't continue like this. And it's time for you to once again, leave the nest. And this was the career nest. And so I started full time and it's hard in the beginning, right? But I'm another person that's living proof that if you really do work and you push back on the resistance and you continue to remind yourself that you can do this, you've been through worse in the past, that you will be able to break through. And once you do that, you have so much value to your clients and Mm. the services that you can offer because to your point, you have walked the walk, you've down the path that you are then going to lead them down. Totally. Congratulations. I think that's fantastic. That, that, is, so that. that is huge. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just gloss over that. That is huge. You said you put it out there to the universe. Yeah. Now, for people that don't understand what manifesting is or, you know, have a grasp of, of how we can all actually implement this in our lives, and, yeah. you know, I'm a, a fellow manifester and believe that I'm where I am because I knew with 100% certainty that it was going to happen. But you said, I put it out there. Mm -hmm. What does that actually mean? I put it out there. Well, there were a few steps that were taken. Um, The first one was a verbal declaration, right? I said, we are open to any opportunity that will get us to California within our financial means, right? We were not rich. This was not like, oh, I've got this really high-powered, wealthy husband who can just do this, so it must have been easy. We were equal breadwinners. This was not something that we could have done without a company moving us. It it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have happened. We never would have been able to let go of that much money to do it. So we set it. I wrote it down. Every night before I go to bed, I have a journal that I keep on my nightstand, and I write down goals and gratitude. 
So this is really a wonderful mix of the goals that I have for myself. It helps me visualize. It helps me really ingrain it in my subconscious right before we go to bed so that our subconscious can try to find ways to figure it out for us while we sleep. Um, And then I was really grateful for everything I had. So instead of being in a headspace of focusing on the lack of what I had, right, or kind of like hating the Chicago winter and focusing on that, I just shifted my attention to what I did want. And I stopped focusing on what was no longer serving me and what what didn't make me feel good, right? I feel Mm -hmm. like we do have this internal GPS and it's it's our emotions and it's our feelings. And when something feels good, that's what we should run to. But when Mm -hmm. something doesn't, like when we have negative self-talk or we try to force ourselves into a situation, you know, where we may not be ready or we're really feeling desperate to get clients or to grow our business. It doesn't feel good. It feels scary. It makes you get down on yourself. You start getting competitive and those don't feel good. So Mm -hmm. anytime something didn't feel right, I didn't ask for it. And Mm -hmm. once you get your physical form aligned with what your non-physical energy form is out there waiting for you to ask for, Um, that is when the magic happens, when you can Mm -hmm. really sync those up. So it was the verbal declaration before meditation. I asked for signs. I'd say, if we're supposed to go to Chicago, give me a message during this meditation. And I would, that would be my mantra the whole time Mm -hmm. I was meditating. And I had visions of, you know, bright sun on my face and wind, you know, through my hair. And I had these things and it was, I felt like it was the universe nudging me saying, just keep the faith, you know, it will happen. And then the beautiful part was just really letting go. You can ask for it and then really believe that it's going to come to you. And Mm -hmm. as Abraham Hicks says, you know, a belief is just a thought we keep thinking. So instead of telling myself lies and saying negative thoughts, I started believing things that weren't in my reality yet because I Mm. told myself them, oh, this is going to happen. It's on its way. It's on its Mm. way. Everything that's supposed to come to me will. I just have to be patient and trust the time frame that the universe has for me. I'll tell you, anytime I do that, things really manifest crazy yep. quick. Like I'm looking at my husband all the time and we laugh because it's like, I tell him, you know, we manifest quickly. So just be careful what you ask for. <laughs> and I've actually written that down here, the specificity. You have yeah. to be very specific in what you do manifest because if you're not 100% sure on what it is that you want you can manifest some things that yeah. you may not have asked for so right. well yes <laughs> so yes you do you need can. to be careful yeah but i like you believe that everything in our life is a manifestation of thoughts yes. that we had so if you do feel like you're in a not great place it's because at some point that was a thought you kept thinking and mm-hmm. it will create your reality but what's wonderful is feeling like you can take the power back right yes. over your circumstances and what is going to be laid out for your future and that feels great you know and and to me who is an admitted control freak it was really hard to feel like I didn't know what was going to come around the corner next, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was, I was always worried my kids were going to get sick or I was always worried I would get sick or there would be, there was tragedy. The other shoe was going to drop at some moment. And now that I've seen this work and I do have this kind of unwavering faith that whatever is supposed to happen will, it's a wonderful release of all this anxiety that I lived with for so many years. Totally. You said that, you manifested what felt good. 
And I want to dive deep into this a little bit more because I feel that there is like a couple of different ways that that we can look at that because it can feel good to do to manifest, you know, what feels right. Mm -hmm. However, and you did allude to this before, sometimes when you get what you ask for, there's still that wave of resistance. There's still that something that comes in that goes, oh, my goodness, I feel like I just got goosebumps there just thinking about some of the things that I've manifested and thinking, oh, I so wanted this and right now I am so scared. I'm so fearful of what I've got ahead of me because I've manifested going to the next level. So what can you share with us, you know, when when that happens? Because it's not Mm -hmm. if it happens, it's when it will happen because, you know, we're pushing to that next level. Absolutely. And and I, like you, believe that there is an equal and opposite force that will come with growth. So I tell my clients that we need to expect it, right? We're like the marathon runner that at mile 22, when your glucose drops out and you hit the proverbial wall, mm-hmm. when we work together, we know it's coming. So mm-hmm. we can prepare for it so that we can get through it. And that I feel like is half the battle with resistance is to know that it's going to come because Anytime, whether you're trying to lose weight, start a business, make some sort of commitment in a personal relationship, have a child, anything like this, there will be a tidal wave. Depending on how big it is, the thing that you're trying to evolve to, it will be the equal opposing wave trying to keep you in your place. Mm -hmm. And I think half the battle is knowing it's coming. And the other part is when you're in that resistant place, take some baby step of action forward. You can't lose your momentum. I feel like if you keep making a declaration to the universe and yourself that you can get through this and you're going to prove it by continuing to move forward, even if it's much slower than you were before, Mm -hmm. then it will subside and it will subside much quicker if you keep moving. But I think a lot of people might kind of be knocked knocked back a little bit and they'll mm-hmm. stop whatever they're doing because now they're in this place of fear. That's when you get into trouble. That's when it can expand, right? If you stay in that place too long. So that's what I really loved about coaching was having been through this process and I had a coach when I did as well, thank goodness, I knew that they could get through it, right? Because I had, and then I think that once you do that, the universe is kind of testing you, right? And once you get through it, then all of this wonderful abundance comes and all of these amazing reasons to be grateful for every day just start coming at you more than you could ever dreamed of, the things that Mm. show up. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. And I I do, I also believe that the universe tests us. Mm -hmm. It's do you really want this? Yes. Do you really want this? I've got a story that a couple of years ago, my well, then fiance proposed to me and we decided that we wanted to get on, uh, married on a glacier in Alaska. That was yeah. what we wanted to do, all about adventure and fun and all of that. I manifested it. I could visualize it. I knew exactly how we were getting up there. I knew exactly what I was wearing. I knew exactly who was going to be with us. And a month before we were due to leave, we got an email saying that, our travel agent had actually taken off with all the funds. We had no tickets. And this was only 28 days before we got married. And I knew that because this was the biggest thing that I'd ever manifested, I knew that I was being tested Mm -hmm. and I just stood my course. I remember Leon saying to me one night, he's like, babe, I I just don't know that we can pull it off. I don't think that we're going to be going. And I went, no, I know we are because I can see it. 
I shut my eyes and I can see, I know, I know we're going to be there and I know it's all going to be fine. And I just stuck to my course. I knew, and we went, we pulled it together. We had a fantastic time, but I truly believe that it was pushing me, pushing my boundaries to manifest that in the first place was the universe saying, okay, prove it, prove that you can do it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I couldn't agree more. There have been times too, it's like you're playing a game of chicken with the universe and you cannot be the first one to go off course. All of the great, really successful overachievers that we hear about had these big waves of resistance, right? Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, all of these guys, all of, you know, Melinda Gates talks about it, even with philanthropy. Like Mm -hmm. there are huge opposing energetic forces, I believe, that will test you. But I think if you stay committed and you stay within your belief to your point when you can see it and you like, and I shut my eyes and I could see California and I saw my kids frolicking on the beach and I wasn't going to let that go. And I even said, you know, even if it doesn't happen now, I know it's happening someday. Like, yes, it's like, I'm going with or without you. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) This is happening. And I think once you get to that level of commitment where you were as well, the resistance eases and there a, a, a path forges, you know, or comes into your awareness so that yes. you can then see a way around it. Totally. So if there's someone that's listening, maybe they're just starting their business or they really are wanting to take their business to the next level and they've not thought about using manifestation before, mm-hmm. what are some tips you can give them right now to have them inspired to get off this podcast and just go, I'm doing this and, and have some actionable strategies? What, what could they do? Well, I think to your point, it's really great to get clarity around it. So something that I do with my coaching clients is I have them do some life visioning. So Mm -hmm. I have them write out things that they want in a year, three years, five years, and 10 years. And then it's a great way to sort of back into how you're going to get there, right? And making Mm -hmm. sure that every effort that you're putting forth in your business is aligned to get you to those points, right? What do you need in the short term and then for the long-term gain so that you can scale your business so that you can have freedom, whatever thing that you're really putting a priority on, right? So we'll do some life visioning and then I make these things called creator boxes. It's another Abraham Hicks trick, but instead of doing a vision board, I have one of those too, but I don't know about you. Mine got filled up really fast with. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And it kind of becomes distracting. It kind of becomes a bit of a hodgepodge. And Uh for me, when I looked at it, it kind of had me focus on the fact that I wasn't there yet. Right. Or Uh I didn't have the house yet, or I didn't have the car I wanted yet. So I feel like for me, it ended up kind of not being as productive. So I started making a creator box. So Mm -hmm. this is really fun. You can even just take, you know, a fancy shoe box, put some paper on it, whatever, make it pretty. And then now I will write down goals that I have and I will pull things out of magazines or whatever I want and I'll put it in that box. And it's kind of like what I say is you let go, you let God. So you see what's in here and you can fill it up. I mean, unlike a vision board, you can just really add, this box can be as big as you want, but I will look at it. I will be grateful for the fact that it's on its way. And I tell myself that I have post-it notes up everywhere too, saying it's on its way. And I have a little, you know, and where I do my makeup in the morning, a little picture of the house on the beach that I want things Mm -hmm. like this. Right. And I look at them as I brush my teeth and I say to myself, it's on its way. Thank you for sending it to me. I can't wait to see 
you know, what you show up with this time, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I have this conversation with the universe. And then I, when I feel like it's time, I'll put it in the box and I let it go. And mm. I don't think about it anymore. I just sit in that deep knowing comfort that it is going to come. And I feel like that really is the key because, you know, everybody says, ask, believe, receive. It sounds so easy, right? But yep. the believing is the part that is yes. the big part. If you have to just tell yourself something, even if it feels like a lie over and over and over again, at some point you will start to believe it. And then that's when it will start to show up in your life. The key there absolutely is how you started that. It is the clarity. It is knowing where you want to go. And I find that a lot of people don't understand manifesting and the law of attraction from the sense that they don't know what to ask for because they don't know what it is that they actually want. So that is the perfect place to start to say, well, what is it that I actually want? Because we can't go to our local airport and say, can I please have a ticket without the person (laughs) at the other side going, well, where would you like to go? You know, you can't just have a ticket. You have to know where you're going. And I think that's a really great metaphor to go, oh, I get it. I actually have to know I'm going there to be able to get it. But even with your business, so many people say, oh, I want to make six figures. I want to make seven figures in the first year. Okay, well, how? You need to get really specific because once you start bringing that into your awareness and you have it, um, you can get crystal clear. You can envision yourself speaking on a stage as a keynote speaker. You can envision yourself doing these things, being at a book signing if you want to write a book. And I think once you really get that image in your mind, you are, you're making inroads in your brain and your subconscious. And I feel like once you do that, it never totally goes away, right? Mm. But so many people don't even give themselves the opportunity of the daydream, right? The fantasy. Mm. And if you can't do that, it's, you know, I, I always say too, that the universe is like a dog, right? And you've got a stick. And this is everything that you want. And the dog is just waiting for you to throw that stick so it can bring it to you. But if you don't have a stick to throw the dog, like it can't bring it to you. So you get really clear, right? If you want a new car, you got to look at the interior, the the model type, how much money it's going to cost you, you know, figure out what your finances need to be for you to clear seven figures after taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, and then bucket that out month by month. You know, I need to pull in this amount or I need, and then take it one step further. How many clients do I need? How many products do I have to sell this month? And once you get clear on that, like I had a vision for myself. I wanted a certain amount of clients in January and it was a number that felt a little icky, right? Like Mm -hmm. it felt like way too big. And I was setting myself up for disappointment. And sure enough, You know, it was like January was the best month. It was all of these wonderful souls who came and I knew that I could help. And so it was, it was fantastic. And I, but I never would have came if I didn't have the large goal and then really start breaking it down and putting it into buckets and getting really specific on how I could get there. Mm, Totally. So what I'm hearing there is the, and I think that this is um, a piece that a lot of people don't realize. It's the action piece. Mm-hmm. We know where we're going. We can manifest it. We can see it. We can hear it. We can feel it. But it's about knowing to be able to get there, what do I need to do? And mm-hmm. I think that it brings into our awareness 
what, when an opportunity arises, yes, I know that I need to take that opportunity to get me to where I want to go. And that's the piece that a lot of people miss. So um, I, I love that. So you've used manifesting in your life. You used it to move from Chicago to Southern California. Mm-hmm. What else has, what else have you manifested that is to being able to get your business to where it is? Let's just focus in on the business piece. Yeah. I'd love to know. I'd love you to share think- with us. I think the people, right? I, I think that especially anytime you're starting your, your own business, the people that you surround yourself with, uh, the mentors that arise and the clients that arise, I feel like are a manifestation. And I had some really amazing women that, you know, I was honored to work with. You know, you, know, you always remember your first couple clients, right? Oh, absolutely. And I just felt like I can't believe these people are paying me to help them, even though I had helped, you know, friends and family and stuff um, and people in the past. But I was so grateful for them because I felt like the universe sent me somebody who had a very challenging situation. These people were people that I, I could not, even when I started working, I couldn't see a clear path for them. Uh-huh. But we grew together. And mm. I really cherish those clients now and their story and what they taught me, right? And then I had other mentors come forward who, you know, my coach throughout this, I had I hired a business coach to help me with this. I feel like she 100% was a manifestation to come. She had a very similar model where she worked with women. She had a huge philanthropic piece. So that was a manifestation. I feel like even us talking now, I don't think people just randomly come into your life. I don't believe in coincidences. Mm. I believe that people are manifested and attracted to whatever vibrational energy that you're sending out, those people will come. And so I really feel like it's the people. And and my husband, he was a manifestation too. And even though we've we've been together for God, 13 years now, but he was the one that that really pushed me to to quit my job and start this. And uh-huh. he has had unwavering support. You know, the days where I was back there literally crying, you know, rocking myself, like, what did I do? Oh my God. I yes. money. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We've all had those thoughts. <laughs> and I'm building a website and all this tech. I mean, I had to learn how to code. I mean, all of the stuff that, what am I doing? <laughs> what did I, this was a massive mistake. And he held me and he said, I believe in you that you can do anything and, you know, and there's no way that this isn't going to be incredible for you. And so him too, but it was the people, right? And that's the other thing is like people who are trying to be the solopreneur. I I tried that, you know, and you don't want to invest in yourself, right? You want to put money towards Facebook at, you know, whatever you want to do, but Mm. you feel guilty hiring a coach or getting some sort of, even if it's a paid mentor to come and help you. That is something I wish I would have known earlier because it yeah. felt so scary to spend money when no money was coming in yes. that I suffered for probably a solid six months trying to figure things out myself that if I would have just hired people who knew how to help me, I could have moved so much quicker into profitability right. and, yeah. and I could have helped my clients more because I would have had more energy to spend on them. 
Absolutely. I think coach, actually, I don't think I know. Business coaching is an investment. It's mm-hmm. not a cost. And a lot of people think of it as a cost, totally. but it does bring that money back in. Mm-hmm. And when years and years ago, when I was a personal trainer, we used to have people come into the gym and they would do a session and they'd be overweight. And they'll say, look, I'll, I'll start personal training when I've lost the weight. I'm like, you don't get it. Like, that's what I'm here for, you know, and I do have clients still, you know, people still saying it now, oh, you know, when I get the money, I'll come and see you. And and then I've got clients that go, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I had one client that within one week of working with me, he could leave his job. And I just think, that's incredible right because someone's just gone just do this do this do this someone that's been there before and just made it happen so um, it is very hard and it's very hard to let those clients find their own way right I've had that as well and I think when you have you know a high-end coaching program it it can be hard right and it is an investment but we don't question paying for university or college we don't we don't question those things totally somehow after, unless it's with some accredited university, it feels like a luxury, right? Or that it's, ir- especially if you have a family, you feel yes. like it's irresponsible. But yes. it's so the opposite because once yes. again, your children are watching you. And if you don't value yourself enough to push the chips in on yourself and bet that you're going to be a success, it really can never happen. And mm-hmm. it's exactly like what you said. Somebody who's 100 pounds overweight is going to walk into a gym are they going to be more likely to get to their goal by themselves or with somebody who's holding them accountable? Mm -hmm. I mean, half the time, half the battle with my clients is they know that they have a call with me and I expect things to be different and Mm -hmm. to have completed the growth work by that next call. And so sometimes frantically the night before they're doing it, but it gets done. You know, their resumes get done. Their LinkedIn looks good. Their website looks good. Things like that, that have to get done. And It's so much easier to give into resistance or procrastinate, which is a form of self-torture, I think, when you don't have somebody there keeping you caring enough to do so. Yeah, totally. My goodness, Elizabeth, you have just dropped Value Bomb Central on Yay. this podcast today. <laughs> For anyone that's listening that is totally vibing with what you're talking about and wants to learn more about you, where can they go? It's really easy. You can just go to my website, elizabethpearson.com. And there's wonderful free content all over the place. There's videos that I do on manifestation, fun little exercises to do, as well as really tactical stuff like how to make your LinkedIn look great, how to get noticed on Instagram, get followers, things like that. If they click on the page freebies, there is a uh, money mindset cheat sheet. So these are seven tweaks that you can do to your mindset so that you start manifesting abundance into your life. So they're super fun and they totally work. So check those out. They do totally work. They do totally work. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and all of those beautiful things that you shared today. For us to call this episode complete, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. It's too early. You don't want to be the person who goes to whatever's next and says you didn't empty the tank and you didn't really try. So just whatever your burning desire is, don't give up on it. Don't give up on yourself. Such a beautiful way to end this episode. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you, Samantha. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? 
One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.